I'm Commander Shepard, and this is Casually Hardcore, my favorite podcast on the Internet. The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. Ladies and gentlemen, the casuals have taken control of the airways. This is Casually Hardcore Live on AlphaGeekRadio.com. For Sunday, the 1st of September, holy crap, 2013, and from the Secret Mountain Lair, also known as, you know, Stringing some string between two cups and hoping that the signal gets out to the Shoutcast <laughs> server. This is Casually Hardcore, and I am Gnomewise. And I'm Iolite. And you're all we're getting, because yep. Grail and Daxa uh, are currently gallivanting around Penny Arcade Expo Prime. Yep, they are Bast- up in Seattle. Bastards that they are. They, the contingent that, that went and explored PAX this year. I cannot wait to hear how everything went, and how they're doing. I, I, there were many, many last-minute plans going on and Always. two hours of sleep and no sleep and please, God, just let us make the flight. So <laughs> I was really, really glad to well, they know they're on the ground okay. <laughs> actually made it and have been harvesting interviews for our enjoyment. I sent Grail the FTP site info for him to start sending stuff up. So hopefully, if you keep your eyes on the Alpha Geek interviews feed you'll see fresh shiny new content from the great white north flowing there uh, from grail and dax's land and they they took the handy cams that we were able to essentially handy recorders handy recorders that that we were essentially able to buy through the generosity of the listeners for last year and so they were able to to take those up and and uh utilize them again and so hopefully they're they're serving well um again i love where technology goes i mean just 10 years ago. That none of this was, would be possible. None of that stuff was possible. Or at so. least not affordably. Right, exactly. And joining us in the IRC, as usual, our producer, nay, IRC rep, the one and only Barry Von Awesome. Barry White, save my life. If you want to bring stuff to our attention during the show, please send your personal messages to the Barry VA. And he'll bring it to our attention. Yeah. Please don't pee on us directly during the show. <laughs> yes. yes, please don't pee on us directly during the show. We are, um, and we're also trying to keep our number of items, number of devices on the internet as low as possible, the given moment. the fact that <laughs> we've got bandwidth. It yeah, is. I'm kind of staring at the uh, upstream <laughs> encoder and thinking, how long is that going to uh, stay solid? Oh, yeah. So that's one of the, the sacrifices that you have for looking outside your window and actually seeing trees. It's so. very green here. It's been raining a lot in the uh, mountains of Arizona. 
It's been raining a lot, and it's, uh, let's see, it was went down into the 50s last night. Oh, which so did not Going suck. up to like 78 today, and I, I oh, tell you. Piping for, hot 78. Ugh. Yeah, considering it's 107 in Phoenix, it was definitely worth the drive. Totally. <laughs> and the long holiday weekend doesn't hurt either. Uh, yeah. Normally, when we do the Sunday shows here from the Secret Mountain Lair, mm -hmm. uh, we're packing it up the minute we shut Finish, down the stream yeah. and we're packing it in the car and, and rolling down the mountain. And Sometimes we, I'm packing while he's doing the stream. <laughs> last time we did it from here, that's exactly what it was. I got up from the chair, looked around, and the, everything was in the car. And like, well, come on, where, where should we, come on, let's get on the road. Yeah, that was me. And get your ass on the road because we have to get home because the kids have school in the morning. Not this time. Nope. This time we have some lovely frosty adult beverages because we ain't going nowhere until tomorrow morning. Yep. So, uh, and you can thank that for you know, having a show at all this week, for which I must apologize, uh, not getting on the air last weekend with very little warning. Uh, I'll own that one. That was just me being completely unprepared and not paying attention to the fact that Dax and Grail had warned me way ahead of time. By the way, that's their fantasy football uh, draft weekend, so they wouldn't be making it, and I didn't have alternate plans in place, and and the rig was going tits up at the same time. I'm, also yeah. hoping it doesn't spontaneously reboot uh, again, like it has been doing as you've been streaming. It has a tendency to do that. We, we're we're going to be on an equipment replacement run. Well, that, that segues so. nicely into, if you take a look at the front page of alphageekradio.com, you'll see the link to our Indiegogo uh, fundraising effort, which just concluded yesterday with the successful uh, raising of our target amount. Thanks to... Some spectacular generosity on the part of you, the listeners, wow. uh, for which we are incredibly humbled and thankful. Um, there were some, and they, you know, they, they submitted anonymously, so I'm going to respect their request for anonymity, but you know who you are, the, yeah. the high-dollar donators. Um, thank you. Yeah. That is uh, incredibly awesome, and I was floored. Thank you, guys. It, it it means a lot. You know, it's it's one of the things that, you know, we're, we're willing to put some of our own funding against it. But every this now was a and big then, one. Yeah, this was a big one. And, and, you know, you just can't do everything all the time. Well, well so you, this you, helps you can't have everything. Where would you put it? Yeah. <laughs> I would like to store the globe on the globe. It's like, what was the Stephen Wright? I have a map of the United States. Thanks. It's actual size. Yeah, exactly. It says one mile equals one, one mile. mile. Yep. Last summer I folded it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, as, as of yesterday, we had uh, just slightly exceeded the goal. So we, we raised, according to the widget, $2,239, which will acquire for us a Doghouse Systems mobile uh, super-duper audio-video laptop. Cameras, God help us. <laughs> and, All right, I'm doing the diet. <laughs> and why do you think I'm doing it? Why do you think I am camera. <laughs> I'm down 18 I'm pounds. This is a reason for this. Yeah. Um, the, and the video live streaming management software uh, to make the multiple camera things work yeah. on a live stream. Hopefully be getting together with uh, Paul, who you guys have heard about and met on the stream earlier, uh, who's been doing the video streaming for things like Wootstock and uh, Nerdtacular, 
want to corner him and get some training because he is he's a professor yeah. of digital video he's, production and he's uh longhorns productions is his yes is his uh private so if you don't if you want to work with him that's one of the ways you can get in touch with oh him. heck yeah no paul denegris so. really really good guy and i'm hoping to uh get some i will train at the feet of the master to learn how to make the most of this video thing because that's all new territory for me <laughs> so hopefully in the in the near future indiegogo will process all of the uh paypal stuff and we will go submit our order, uh, our deeply discounted, uh, in, in the form of a large donation of its own. Doghouse Systems will be the sponsor of Casually Hardcore for the next six months because the price we're getting this laptop for is way below street price. They couldn't, right. they couldn't quite justify to their bosses to give us one for free, but they did deeply discount it. It's a, a rig that would have been out of our reach otherwise. Right. So... This one had a good six-year run. Here's hoping that the new one... <laughs> and this one... one was donated to yeah. us. <laughs> and hopefully the new one will have a similar, a nice lengthy lifetime so yeah. we won't have to come uh, come begging to you guys again. So, But I wanted to take a moment and observe the massive generosity on your guys' part and thank you for it. Yeah, I'm always a little awkward with the, the, the Thanksgivings. I, I, I don't know how to feel about, you know... That, that kind of people valuing your time that way. <laughs> it's like, Here's how I felt hmm. about it. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> I should go get a little more therapy for that. <laughs> I was just floored. And awesome. can't, thank you. can't say thank you enough ways and enough times. So we, we greatly, greatly appreciate it. And it's good to be back on back on the stream this weekend, even if it's the low bandwidth one. Uh, we're only on Alpha Geek Radio, so if you're listening on Versus the World Productions or on um, Rivalcast Radio, well, then you can't hear us right now because we're not on those streams. Sorry. What was, what was the point of that statement again there, uh, Gnomewise? Hmm. Mm -hmm. Those of you listening on the podcast, sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, so we're in the tangent section, right? Oh, but of course. Hang on. So, we need to make that official. We, we managed, oh, oh, wait. I managed to remember to acknowledge Barry Von Austin Barry, yeah. right off the bat, which is the first sign of the apocalypse. Now we're going to get and actually remember to play the intro. Tangents are kind of a big deal. There's the second sign of the apocalypse. Ooh. If next week I've got a new intro all edited, so I, it's the I'm end like, of the world. So I keep reminding you, therefore I'm breaking the seals. Is that what you're saying? And I looked as she opened the third seal. <laughs> what, Great. What, would what was? What was? It, who is the? Is, who's opening the seals? Like in one in, of one of the archangels, I think. Is it? I don't know. I don't know what, uh, what the. I, I mean, know. I mean, Revelations is an acid trip. So. Well, yeah, definitely. It's like the seas fell and the. Sky no, the, the skis, skis boiled, boiled and, and the, the sky fell. fell. Yep. 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 Yeah, we're having some dogs and cats living, living together. together. Mass hysteria. We had uh, <laughs> moments where I spend too much time on Reddit. <laughs> too much time on Reddit. And that... there was a, a short video of a guy who's, you know, wandering across a lava field because this is a smart thing to do and comes across the lava, actually had broken free and was flowing very slowly. So he piece on it and there's a meme that comes up later on reddit that says thousands of years to get to the surface of the earth <laughs> gets peed on <laughs> it's like bad luck magma it's like basically what it was bad luck magma that ain't right don't do drugs kids <laughs> i had that moment oh speaking of drugs i have a uh, I have this philosophy where i'm um working with my nieces who are in their teenage years 
who are yeah. visiting the mountain lair with us yep. and, and providing childcare for us right yep. now, for which another we all should be thankful to them because without it we would be not doing a show or it would be just me. And you all know how well those shows go. <laughs> so we had the uh, had the, the moment where I, I'm having the, okay, guys, if you have any questions you just want an answer to, go ahead and ask me. I'll tell you the truth. Tell you the honest, you know, my honest opinion of what it is and things like that. I'm like, it doesn't matter what it is. You can involve like fluids. And... I, I believe that forewarned is forearmed. I'm yes. one of those, those people. I didn't know it was a bad idea because no one told me. Right, right. And so it's, it's very funny because now I have a, a new niece who's onboarding, shall we say. Oh, and, she's uh, what, four years, five years behind her, behind her sister? She's 14. Okay, so she's yeah, four years her, behind her sister. Her sister is just about turn, to turn 18. Right. And, that lovely, uh, dangerous territory where some interesting questions come up. Yes, yes. Well, at both ages, actually. True. Um, and in fact, all the way through. But it's really funny to watch the older one go, no, you can ask her things like this. And you can ask her things like this. And you can ask her things like this. And the younger one's going, why would I want to ask her that stuff? <laughs> one really day funny. you will understand. <laughs> and you'll remember this conversation. Oh, and you will face palm. It's absolutely hilarious. But. In the black void, Barry B.A. says, and I looked as she opened the third seal. Then I went back to look at my phone because, meh. <laughs> then I went back to look at my phone. Barry, you never told us you were a hipster. So, uh, meh. Meh, yes. Ugh, apocalypse. That's, that's, that's like so last century. Now yeah, it's Armageddon. You know, it's the difference, though, between hipster and hippie because I saw one of those. Uh, they're not like, the same thing. No, they're not the same things. But I saw one of those, like, quote, unquote, it was a hipster thing. And the woman was actually like weaving yarn, not weaving, but um, like with a spindle, she was forming she was, yarn. She was spinning. She was spinning yarn out of, out of in, in a BMW repair when Ward, <laughs> like you're waiting for your BMW to be repaired. And she's sitting there with her with hand a portable, spinner, with a portable, portable hand spinner. And they, they have the picture of it and they're showing you the picture. And I'm like, okay, this takes hipster to a beyond hipster level. This is hippie, not hipster. Yeah. Homespun. <laughs> like. And then you drive away in your Beamer. Yeah. The, Explain this to me. No, that makes my brain hurt. Yeah. It's like, shouldn't you be like bicycling around the world? <laughs> Who is that guy? Who is... Oh, that was, I, I've been, thank you to uh, Netflix recommendations that now actually works because Netflix gave us profiles. Uh, I came across a show called Long Way Down and it's you and Rick Not I... a sexual innuendo no, there. No, 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 no. It's only a short distance down. Anyway, um, it's uh, Ewan McGregor and his childhood friend, Charlie. And it's apparently the second show that they've done. The first one they did was called Long Way Round. And they get on their BMW motorcycles, coincidentally. And in their first show, they went from London to New York City, eastward, around the globe. So anywhere you could ride when you weren't riding a boat to get over you know, oceans. And then they did a, a documentary filmmaking multi-part series. And then this one is Long Way Down, where they've gone from Scotland all the way through Europe and are heading down through Africa to, to, Cape, South, Town. to, Cape, to Cape Town. And so they're tooling around the you know, desert, Ethiopia-type region. Actually, when they went through Ethiopia, it was all green and beautiful. Right. And, but, but this was, this was in, in Kenya or, or, or further north. And so they're doing their, you know, we're roughing it. We're riding motorcycles and we're camping out at night and we're, you know, we're, rah, rah, we're, we're, we're quite something. Along the road comes this guy on a bicycle, alone, 
with a little bicycle uh, trailer. Trailer, and they get to talking to him, and he's nearing the end of I think like a thirteen-year journey, where he is trying to human-powered circumnavigation of the globe, including oceans. So he has already at this point paddle-boated across the Atlantic and the Pacific alone and cycled. Uh, what? There's a guy walking outside. Just need to know that that's a person who's supposed yes. to be there. Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, so he's already paddle-boated across the Atlantic and the Pacific under his own power, and he has bicycled across Australia, New Zealand, Asia, and he's just met them as they as they're doing their big trek down Africa. Right. And they're like, we're suddenly less, less impressive. Less impressive. <laughs> yeah. Because he's paddle boated across oceans. Right. By himself. Yes, we circumnavigated you know last time we did this a couple years ago, but we were riding motorcycles and he's And riding power and, boats. And, and riding yeah. in ships. Yeah. So there's always someone out there who's doing it harder and more hardcore than you. I don't know how what you could do to top that guy other than not to bicycle. Right. To, to, to just walk and paddle boat or walk and swim, I guess, would be. Right. Which would probably be physically impossible. You, right. You, you, would, would, you, would, you would die. die. Yeah. So he's trying to do this whole thing without backup, too, from what. And yeah, he, he's telling. running it entirely solo. And, and they've got, you know, two chase vehicles, you know, two four by four, and mm -hmm. a third guy on a motorcycle, cameraman with them. And so they, you know, they have assistance available and a safety net. So if anything goes wrong, right. they can get to help faster, and they can get you know. And they've got satellite phones, and they've and got... they just watch this guy, you know, get on his bike and ride away, and they're like, damn, exactly. So yeah, that's um, it's a good a good fun. If you're into that kind of travelogue documentary, like uh, what Michael Palin did, the Around the World in 80 Days, and mm -hmm. Pole to Pole, and all the you know, thing, he kind of you know. Almost. Wrote the book on. This is the first kind of high-profile, yeah. successful one of those shows. This you is know, a, a these, really, really fun one. These are the guys who, in the last century, would basically were the ones who would say, "I'm going to go explore Africa." Yeah, and they would go and Jonathan Living, Doctor Livingston, I presume, yep. you know, and they would just go off and they would disappear for years at a time, and they would come and back. maybe never come back, maybe never come back. But when they did come back, they would come back with these incredible stories. Nobody would believe because it's and so different to what they thought exactly. The world was. And this this kind of this description of the interior of the Congo and this, you know, these these drawings because we didn't have. You know, photographs. Gosh, I guess that's two centuries ago that that would have happened. Yes. That's not one century ago. Because nope. in the 1900s, we already had steam-powered. You uh -huh. know, early 1900s, we we had the Titanic, basically, 101 years ago. Um, in April, we, you know. So we definitely had, definitely had our, our steam power and everything else at that point. But it is, you still look at it and you say, so where does the soul of the explorer go? Does the soul of the explorer go now? to these kinds of crazy, like I'm gonna hike Everest without oxygen, or does it go to the, I'm going to go into the depths of the ocean and explore the depths because no one has seen what's down there. Basically the ocean and, and space are the frontiers. It's the last of them. There's, there's, there's plenty of places on the planet that are not frequently visited, but I think right. everything's been explored at least once. Right. There's places where, you know, people don't want to go cuz it's completely inhospitable, but Right. 
So you're pointing, yeah, you're either pointing down or you're pointing up at this point. You're either an astronaut right. or going down in the bathosphere. Mm-hmm. It, it's amazing to me, though, because I think about, so, so you know, what are the, what are the choices? And the, the reality is that the, it used to be, you know, what did it take to go explore something? It just took the will and ingenuity. And now, if you want to go, both of those endeavors require massive amounts of cash. Yes. Either going down or going up. It's not just heart and soul that'll get you there anymore. But it's getting better. I mean, for yeah. thanks to you know Virgin Galactic and other <laughs> other and, and SpaceX and SpaceX, yeah. Um, you know, they're working on having at least near Earth orbit stuff. Is that's all we've really been doing since getting back from the moon? I mean, it's right. all been been low Earth orbit, which is a little depressing. When you consider that, except except for when we have a we drop a freaking Volks, Volkswagen-sized robot onto Mars, Mars. from a yep. from a sky crane, right? That part's pretty cool. Well, I think that, and and the fact that you know, a lot of the a lot of the equipment that we sent out there so many years ago is still functioning, and we didn't expect it to function nearly as long as it did. And the Voyagers are still voyaging, and they're still transmitting. Yeah. And well, they so, got freaking nuclear power plants on them. Well, that's but, one thing we stopped throwing up there because that could go horribly wrong. Well, but at the same time, they are still functioning and they are still transmitting and they're still sending us information. And so we're still learning more and more and more and more about the universe that we had no idea existed. Yeah. And and that D just depending on who you ask, you know, the, Voy the Voyager one may or may not have left the solar system. There's some there's arguments there's arguments about to it. where where the line actually is and right. how you tell if you cross it. The reality is it's farther than anything else we've ever sent out there. Right. And it's still talking. And it's yep. And we're still receiving. That People is, are still listening. I mean that's you want to talk about durability. Yep. That's yeah. forty years old now. In the slightly harsh environment of, you know, space now intergalactic, no, now, now intersolar space. And for those of you who aren't paying attention, they've got the new um, telescopes up there that have um, twice the clarity of the Hubble that are sending back amazing pictures of the cosmos. Yeah. You know, it re really is just, even in just visible light spectrum, it's just a beautiful place. You know, certainly not hospitable. <laughs> Wouldn't want no, a vacation there. Pretty to look at. But, but very pretty to look at. One of the reasons why we come up to the secret mountain lair is because we get out of all the light pollution of the city and we get to see the stars. Yes. So, when it's not overcast and cloudy and rainy like it's been. Like it's been. But that's also a pleasure of its own. Getting rained on and having it be cool. Uh, yeah. I'll sacrifice the stars to get some of that at this point coming up from the, Yeah. oh my freaking God, degrees heat. So in terms of... Um, in terms of tech, um, continuing Speaking to be... Speaking of sci-fi... Yeah. Which is, you know, the level of tech that the iPad is. I was going to say, we're, are we telling the iPad story or are we telling a different story? I was thinking 3D printers there for a second, but... Yeah. The, Re replicators coming along. But yep. We'll get there. The, uh, a couple of, couple of important patents are about to expire, which should make that stuff more accessible. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> you cannot 3D print a 3D printer. <laughs> That's teaching the computers to reproduce. <laughs> that was it. it. Was another Reddit meme. It was really funny. I'm sorry. That was actually that was a, that was actually a plot device of one of the audiobooks yeah. I listened to on the way up to Nerdtacular was basically programming a replicator style device to make more and larger versions of itself. Right. And they pulled it off. Yep. 
Thankfully, it didn't become sentient or, or grow Skynet on us. Right, <laughs> grow Skynet. Um, now, can we, we get more towards the Wally end of things and yeah. further away from the Skynet? Somewhere between Wally and Skynet, the truth lies. <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> that truth would still kill us. Um, you no, know, I had a I had one of those interesting moments where I was I was using my handheld technology and I have a I have a, a ten inch iPad two. And it's a few years old at this point. I've had it, you know, a while. And I was in Florida at my job because that's one of the places my job has me go. And I dropped it. And it hit. You've, dropped, probably, you've dropped it dozens of yeah, times. Yeah, this so. probably has to be the 50th time that I've dropped this iPad. And I only dropped it maybe, you know, a foot, two feet. And it hit just wrong onto tile. And it went and, and the entire screen kind of that? kind of spider webbed. And I don't mean really bad spider web. It was still visible and it still worked. But it was one of those, hey, I'm going to drag. Oh, I cut my finger. Yeah. <laughs> I could drag my finger across it, but it was definitely dangerous to use. It reminds you that, oh, that is glass. Let's yes, just it remind is. everybody that is glass on there. So I decided, you know, what the heck? It's worth a trip to the Apple store. Just to see what they might be willing to do. Made an appointment, took it into the Apple store, said hi, showed it to them, stood there with a very sad look on my face and said, mm. Please, showed sir. Them, please, uh, please help me. And, uh, and the guy goes, well, let's take a look at it. And he pulls the number off of it and he goes, well, you, he bought it in April of 2011, so it's two and a half years old and it's definitely, definitely out of warranty. And oh, by the way, it's never been backed up. And uh, yeah, um... Definitely out of warranty. So, um, well, let me tell you, there's a few options here. And so he starts laying out the options. I'm thinking to myself, there are options when it's two and a half years old and completely out of warranty. Mm -hmm. This should be interesting. Let's see what he says. Well, we don't actually repair this, he says. We treat this as a single all-in-one device. We, don't, we won't no, try and strip no the glass off. No component level repair. Right. There's no component repair on this. However, there are probably people out there, in fact, I know there are people out there that will try. They have about a 50% success rate. They're probably going to charge you somewhere around $250 to replace the glass on this. But that's an option for you. It's out of warranty. So if you do that, we won't touch it again. We'll be able to tell that it's been attempted and we'll know. Um, or oh, we'll know. We'll know. Yes. They're the NSA somehow. Um in league with them anyway the uh then he says so option two is uh we'll trade you like for like 250 dollars, and i'll give you a brand new ipad 2 everything the same now this thing was pretty top of the line when i bought it it was the top end memory the top screen the top of the the wi-fi version so it was yeah. a 64 gig mm -hmm. uh non-cellular one right still, still, still significant yeah still a, a good a good purchase um, he says, but you know, $250. I'm like, interestingly enough, if that's the same price that you said they'd charge me to repair it, uh -huh, I smell mm -hmm. the, I'm smelling it here, but let's see. And he says, or, you know, I mean, I understand it's still visible. You could put one of these, um, screen, protector. screen protectors over it. And as long as you weren't handing it to your children, you could probably nurse it along for, you know, another six months to a year before it completely fails on you. So if you wanted to, to do that, we could certainly get you a screen protector. But I would not hand it to children if you, if you did that option. And so I said, hey, 
can I take this 250 bucks and apply it towards that iPad mini over there that's only 340 Oh, no, no. We're two totally separate apartments. That's new sales, and we're repairs. It has to be like for like. We don't even, you know, operate out of the same areas inventory and divisions and inventory and all that. One will know. Yes. So the answer there was no. And I'm like, when am I going to get another 10-inch Apple iPad 2 for 250 bucks? Mm, nowhere legitimate. Yeah, nowhere near here. So I went for the trade. And then I'm looking at the mini going, uh-huh. and I'll take the mini. <laughs> so I came home with two brand new iPads and Apple walked away with $550. <laughs> and that's how Apple makes hat on sales. <laughs> yep. I have to admit, though, I'm surprised by the form factor of the iPad mini. I, I did not know if I would like it. And... And in all actuality, I like it more than I like the 10-inch. The it's thinner. It's lighter. It's got a perfectly sized kind of personal screen. It fits right into my purse much easier than the 10-inch does. It's popular it's for still, a reason. I, 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 but I was surprised. I didn't think that I would like it as much as the 10-inch. And I was thinking to myself, at least I'll have one to give to the kids. Mm-hmm. So that when the kids come and borrow mine now and it drives me crazy because I want to use it and they're taking it away to go play their games with it, I would at least have a backup. And I find myself surprisingly giving them the bigger one every time they come to ask. Mm -hmm. So I, I thought the it was interesting in that it's not necessarily new tech, but I think we're finding that happy medium between the four inch of the super cell phone, right. the super smartphone, and the seven inch of, of the pad, the media mm -hmm. tablet. And we're kind of finding that happy medium in there that meets the Well, the mini is the, the 7. The 10 is the regular. Right. That's what I was saying. Between because the 4 there's... and the 7, we're finding that medium where people are content with both streaming media on it and well, using it as a Both are selling well. There's, there's places for the 7 right. and the 10. 10 is about as big as I think you would ever want to go. Right. Anything else? I mean, it's, it's pretty clunky as it is. Now all we really need to do is we need, as I said, we need to get... Um, you know, integration, like cell phone into your watch kind of style integration. Dick Tracy. So that everything goes, yes, Dick Tracy. So that everything kind of connects. So all of your hardware, you've got your personal LAN, your personal network. Yes, it's actually called you know? the personal area network, the yep, PAN. Exactly. So you've got your PAN going, and, and now you've got everything you need in order to kind of uh, both function on the grid and then figure out how to get off the grid, right? That works. And we've been seeing a lot of that, too, in the news, if you're following a lot of uh, blogs and email services and things like that going offline simply because they feel they can't operate in the, in the current environment. Was that uh, the law site that went off offline? Oh, yeah, Grok Law. Grok Law went offline um, basically because they felt like they couldn't operate. When they now know that they're, they're, they don't have secure communications and they're basically, well, we could be putting... Some sources at serious risk, and we're not willing to do that. So we can't operate anymore as an entity, and they basically, uh, you know, shut themselves down. Yep. So. Welcome to the new internet. And this has been part of my speech to people from the very beginning days of the internet, and when people ask me, "Well, what's what's the deal with this?" and my very first thing is, number one, the internet is forever. Yep. So if you are not willing to have information be retrievable about you, you know, years from now or seen by everyone, anyone, don't put it on the internet. Well, and the reality is now that 
it's not even just you putting it on the internet. Mm -hmm. It's whoever snapped a picture of you in the bar. And then can and then, and then tag you. In and it. then tags you in it or then puts you puts it on their Facebook feed and other people use facial recognition to pick you out. So it, it's it's not even you anymore putting things up there or it's, it's your not merely you. You don't have as much control. Your high school boyfriend, right? What did they used to do? They'd run pictures, they'd run photocopies of the pictures you didn't want yeah. shared and paste them all over campus. How quaint. You know, how quaint. Yeah, now it's just I'm going to post it on the Facebook feed. And then it's forever. Yep. And all right. It's out and there and gone. Handily brings us to the end of our first segment. You, for some reason, are listening to Casually Hardcore live on Alpha Geek Radio, now proudly sponsored officially by Doghouse Systems. <laughs> Can't wait to get my hot little hands on our sexy new broadcast rig. I hope this one lives long enough to see the arrival of its replacement. Then it will be given a... Are we going to put them together like dogs and make the older one train the younger one? <laughs> no. No, we're going to bury this deep in the ground and give it, give it, let it rest. It has, it has earned its, its eternal rest. It owes us nothing. And Glue factory? <laughs> Where old electronics no. go to die? We'll, what do we do with it? I don't know. We use it as a stand for the new one. I don't know. <laughs> I just work here. So. Oh, my God. Take a moment and go over to doghousesystems.com and check out their gaming rigs because they're freaking awesome. And I will be giving you lengthy reports about how sexy the one that you guys have purchased for us as soon as we actually have it. And you'll be listening to our we'll voices. We'll take pictures and put them on the internet. With the cameras that you also bought for. See how this is working? Look at that. Thank you, guys. We love you for it. Amen. All right. Got some music queued up for you. This is the Nerd Anthem from Marion Call. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Hey, Scott Johnson here from Frog Pants at frogpants.com. And you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio. All the cool kids keep enthusiasm rationed Right down to the last explosive ounce But I'd rather indulge my many passions Even if my squaritude's a little too pronounced Perhaps I do not strike you as a geek Without the horn-rimmed glasses and knee-high argyle socks but nerdery is more than wardrobe deep And I'm a nerd down in my heart And that's where nerdhood rocks I'm better acquainted than a good girl ought to be With Aragorn and Yosef Bridge and Worf and Hal and Han But you don't really know me And my culture don't control me So don't you pigeonhole me Cause my face are seek to stun been a nerd since long before I could have heard that bookish girls should look and act a certain way. And I'll still be a geek when I am utterly antique because I do not care what normal people say. My superpowers draining fun from parties. If I am a misfit, then I'm in good company With Auden, Austin, Hawking, Galileo, and Van Gogh And countless other weirdos whom you really ought to know So stow your expectations, no I won't fix your PC And I don't mind being underrated or ignored 
is much too interesting to entertain, aren't we? And I won't ever play it cool, so I won't ever once be bored. Oh, I have been a nerd since long before anyone heard that Bevan Scotty was the latest fashion trend. And I'll still be a geek after nobody thinks it's chic because I don't require approval in the In art for Dequan's dance groove swept the country And suddenly old moon boots were Italian haute couture Time magazine reported that our time had finally come I guess they didn't know that we already ran the world Oh, I have been a nerd since my first five syllables In a gaming world. Casually Hardcore continues live on alphageekradio.com. My wife is eating beef jerky. At you. Messing with Sasquatch. At you. Eating at me. Yes, I'm eating the beef jerky at you. Okay. I'm, I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it's not going to combine well with the margarita and orange juice. That, oh. However, I, ah. I don't think that's going to go very well later. So. <laughs> There's our episode title right there, ladies and gentlemen, Beef Jerky and OJ. Yep. Ew. So I've, I've had a couple of experiences this last week with gaming, albeit not my own gaming, um, but gaming nonetheless. That would be the fourth seal, I believe. Well, I no, we turned back on our WoW accounts and we did play in the last week. Yes. We did play. I've got a... I, I, but I also played mm-hmm. in the last week. Sadly, I've played where you've played. We haven't been able to play together because we are completely in the wrong phases. We can't play with each other. That is somewhat it's, annoying. It is horrifically annoying. And they don't have the Scroll of Resurrection for, for Pandaria. Right. So that it's We missed the opportunity kind for that anyway. Suckage, so. yeah. But I bet we could have begged and pleaded and they might have done something. I don't know. Um, particularly if it meant additional money. Um, Give us your money. So we got some some terrible news in in email, just horrible news. Toontown is shutting down. Disney's Toontown on September nineteenth. Just as it turns out, is a ten year old MMO. It's yes, it is ten years old. The Toons have been running around Toontown fighting the Cogs for ten for years. ten years, 
It has been out there, single character, free to play. Members have um, substantially increased capacities and fun stuff and in-game loot and, and character creation and all kinds of stuff. Um, we had to break the news to Nemesis. We did. We did. Now, Nemesis is 10, so he's the same age as the game. Yeah. But but Nemesis is Nemesis, and he's um, he he likes consistency and routine in his life. So having the conversation with him that Toontown was going away was a very very difficult conversation to have. Delicate. Um, this was offset. The sadness of this event mm -hmm. for him was offset by two things. The first being that in their infinite wisdom, they made everybody members from the day they announced that they were closing it down through September 19th. So all the premium features got turned on for everyone. So everybody got, yes, everybody got access to everything. So Nemesis has been out there running through every zone he never had access to before. Every, this elevator works for me now. I can buy that outfit now. I, can, I mean, it's been hilarious. He's, it. He's been loving Basically the playing access. playing it in God mode. Um, yes. And uh, going around and going through. And the other thing, so that's one that offset it. The other thing in the pair of things that made this bearable for him was the conversation with him that we would look at other MMOs for him. So we have been um, exploring. And I've been looking just a tiny little bit around at, uh, at other MMOs. That are kid friendly. That are some that are more kid friendly. Yes. So I have found um, two so far, and I know there's a third one. I just haven't been out. Um, Wizard 101. Yeah. I haven't been out to look at it yet, um, but I know that it's a kid friendly MMO. Club Penguin, which I did go out to look at, and I don't think would appeal to um, Nemesis, but we'll see. Um, and then the the third one, he's been playing pretty much nonstop since I gave him the option last night of trying it. Yes. And that was called Free Realms. Which is the poster child for the free-to-play MMO. Sony right. Online Entertainment pioneered it with Free Realms. And it's been massively successful for them. And they've got several iterations on the idea that they've been rolled, that have rolled out since Free Realms went. So it's, it's very, very WoW-like. It uses all the same standard gaming conventions you would expect. Exclamation points and question marks. Gathering quests, turning quests in, red characters are going to be mean and attack you. Green are fine. Green are fine. I haven't seen yellow in this one, but yeah. that doesn't mean that there aren't yellow ones in there. You know, the concept of the quest, the graphics are what you would expect from an older system um, type of graphics. They're not quite World of Warcraft quality, um, but it is very much WoW reminiscent. So, of course, oh, Nemesis yeah. is completely at home, at home and into it. He wants it. He wants it bad. So basically, we now have to decide, watching him play this, he obviously loves it. Is this too violent for him to play? And on what frequency should he be allowed to play it, if he's allowed to play it again? Right, because he starts emulating stuff in the game. So we, you know, we had him dabble with WoW at one point, and then and we, took and it then away we from stopped him. doing we, that. We take it away from him a year at a time. And, um, and, and let him get a year older before we try again. Yeah. Um, because he, he will take language um, or things from the game where he... I have to 
kill you. I have to kill yeah. you. And he'll take that and go to school with it. No, I have to kill you. you. You can't say that at school. And then we get the interesting phone calls from the teachers, and it, we end up having parent-teacher conferences. and Explaining these things. And it's like, and I swear to God, it's not video games making him violent, but it is making him talk. Yes. So. Or he'll tell them when they're red. Boy. That's a little weird. He'll tell them when they're red. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, con dubious. <laughs> so we had uh, we've had some fun this week, kind of exploring different different MMOs um, that are kid friendly, um, and looking around and saying, well, what what actually exists out there, and and uh, looking at what sort of investment can we should we make into a new game for him, and trying to find games that will engage him. And he really loves the RPG style where you get to do first-person or third-person combat. Mm -hmm. um, the problem is combat isn't really great for him. Right. But he was also he was enjoying gathering quests. He was doing the Find the Lost Sheep quest and right. having a great time at it. Well, and, and for example, with the Wii, he loves playing uh, Dragon Riders of Burke on How to Train Your Dragon on, right. the, um, on the Wii, which has a lot of gathering and a lot of, but it also has the arena. Right. And it also has the, the kind of combat dragon to dragon in the, in the arena. So it's that games that, that, gets, that supply a level of balance. And also games that teach. So I would be interested, actually, if our listeners have any recommendations um, for MMOs that might be kid-friendly. Mm -hmm. Or even games that you would take a 10-year-old a, a who operates around a 6-year-old emotional level. 6 to 7-year-old emotional level. In some ways, yeah. In, in, some in ways, ways that relate to the games, definitely. Yeah. And so looking for those kinds of games when you think about both interests. So it's, it's kind of a hard fit. Um, but I'm definitely interested in advice. I wonder if there's anything out there that's specifically targeted at special needs kids. That would be very interested in hearing about that. Well, and and well, it's very interesting because I found a bunch of um, iPad games and and apps that were quote unquote designed or very useful for autistic children. Right. Nathaniel went through them in Nemesis went through them in like half an hour and was like, nope, 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 and not got for rid me, of not them. For me, not for me. Yeah, not for me. and so it's the difference between. I'm I'm trying to use it as a teaching tool, and I'm trying to use it as something that is actually an entertainment, is actually a game right. for for him. And so, you know, these these uh, iPad apps that that really are designed to to help are very different from an iPad app that is designed to entertain at that level and engage. What's the best ones that do both? Well, you would the, hope. The, you know, that's the very best designs are the ones that can do both. It's um, just a hard balance to strike. Although I will say that I picked up Dragon on the iPad, and I love it. I mean the... The speech recognition. Okay. Speech to text. From the, from the same people that brought you Dragon, naturally speaking. Yep. The, 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 one of the pioneers of, of speech to text. Yep. And they do an amazing job, and it took about seven minutes for the the speech to text to actually recognize me and learn my voice and my voice patterns. And uh, it's it's about ninety percent, ninety nine percent now, that it actually gets me right, and is ready to go. You've trained it, and it has trained you. And... Yeah, and and so now you know it's a little easier in terms of writing emails. It's a little easier in terms of of getting some of my thoughts down on paper, at least in some sort of raw form that I can then send to myself. 
um, and work with them in a in a document from there. So it doesn't give you any formatting. It doesn't make anything pretty, but it lets you get the raw thought out on paper, and you can then refine from there. So I particularly like it from the I'm traveling and I want to get this down, or I've just woken up from a dream and I want to get that down. It's I could see so many uses for it. So I really like it a lot, especially as a replacement for like I keep a recorder by my bed. Those people who do those sorts of things, I personally don't. But that's one of those technologies that I'm just constantly watching for someone to really perfect, because once reliable speech recognition, just as a module exists imagine the places where we could utilize it specifically you know in the gaming segment imagine the game design you could do with good uh speech recognition right where in addition to thank you attack quadrant three or whatever it's right. just the take you know an mmo so imagine wow playing a you know, a caster of some kind, where you're using the keyboard and the mouse for your movement and then and for targeting and speaking the spells you want to cast instead. So you've now... you've free- ah, baba. <laughs> Sorry. Depends on how crazy the designers would want to go. And if you were playing RP mm-hmm. and you were allowed to program your own, you know, speech... Here's what I want you to cast when I say this. You could go down that road of <laughs> actually doing the incantation. That's awesome. Fuego! <laughs> For sorry! Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you get your Harry Dresden on. So, mm-hmm. But it, that would free up actions per minute on your hands because you'd have one more input method to God play knows the game. I gotta free up my hands. Uh, like, <laughs> hey. That's a whole Especially other, while I'm gaming. That's a whole other game. <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that would be, I mean, it would be terribly useful for, you know, when you're playing on the road and <laughs> you're sitting on a, a Wi-Fi enabled city bus and, Fuego! Fuego! People be sitting far away, away from, from you. Away from you, yeah. Although I have to tell you, some of the things that happen on city buses or trains and some of the pictures that you'll see out on the internet of <laughs> grandma fell asleep on the train with a shotgun AK-4- in her hand. No, AK-47. <coughs> it's really Even disconcerting. Better. Yeah, I read it. Yeah, yeah. Spend way too much time on Reddit these days, as I said. Isn't that an oxymoron? Well, it's it's one of those moments where, you know, I've got... The way my life works now when I'm at work is I've got five, ten minutes between this meeting and that meeting. And if I was in the building, like in the office, I'd be having to walk from this room to that room to go from this meeting to that meeting. Right. And I'd probably have a side conversation on the way and, you know, visit with somebody and say hello. And, and instead, I've just got those five, seven minutes. And it's like, well, what am I going to do? I'm sitting at home for these five, seven minutes. I've checked my email. It's up to speed. I've right. checked this. It's up to speed. I've done all these other things. Eh, maybe a quick look at Reddit. I mean, go. it's not long enough to do something like start a Netflix movie. or it's, it's not long enough to do any of the other things that you might do on a home network. Right. Um, but it's, it's definitely something that three minutes there isn't going to hurt you while you get yourself logged into the next meeting. Exactly. So, so the uh, one of the things I've discovered as I've been got my second tune to ninety in WoW 
and I'm sitting over on... He has two tunes to 90. Mine's still sitting at 85. But I did finally buy Miss of Pandaria. Yep. Come I invested. <gasps> I invested in the panda. Sigh. You're welcome, Blizzard. And we know you're listening. Um, uh, what a scroll of resurrection for Pandaria, and I want it applied to me retroactively. retroactively. Let me I know you're listening. Let's get one of my tunes up to 85 so I can help you level and stay in phase with you. Come on. And so one of the things they uh, changed and added in Mists is the cooking endgame has a farming component. And you're basically, they put Farmville into WoW. I fucking hate you. <laughs> That's kind of what I thought when I realized, wait a second. This is Farmville. I, you know, if we end up climbing in wagons and somebody dies of dysentery along the way, I'm going to be you like. died of dysentery. It's like, and we call it somehow Oregon Trail. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to be like, what? Because first we had Plants vs. Zombies that right. came into the game. Which was awesome. For And it was a fun little quirky little it's thing peace, to peace pick boom up. Peace versus yep. Undead, yep. Yep. And, um. And that was okay, you know, you're figuring out the, the game, and it was a cute little side thing to just, you know, kind of poke fun. Barabia says, we heard that, Io. <sighs> You've cost us our family-friendly rating. I'll fix it in post. Yes, yes, I I, I dropped I'll an F-bomb. I'll, I'll do a really clean edit where it'll be like, <sighs> I sunshine and kittens, you blizzard. <laughs> I, sunshine's in kit I sunshine and kittens, you blizzard? Sure, that flows smoothly. There we go. I can see how that would just flow off the tongue that way. Aw, I aw you blizzard. Aw, yeah, we'll go oh, from there. Oh, so no, I just really, really, I really don't want to be a farmer. And don't level your cooking skill. It's not what well, I haven't. I haven't leveled my cooking skill. I haven't leveled my first aid. I haven't because I'm a healer. So what do I care about first aid? You know. <laughs> You it's are like, first aid. It's like I've always been a healer, so I, it's like who cares? It's it, even wandering around in my second spec in my boomkin spec. You, you know, still have I, access. I, I, I still, no yeah. Downtime. Boom. Here we go. Let's yeah. go. And and I innervate if I run out of mana, and I you know. But it is funny to watch. It's like oh, man, the mana pools and the health pools have gotten ridiculously high. Yeah. It's like I'm gonna drink this. Mana, mana drink, and it's got 250,000 mana in this flask it, that I'm going to sit down and drink and in 20 seconds. And it didn't fill my bar. And it didn't, yeah. And you're like, what the? You're like, And then you go back, and just for giggles, you go back and you farm something that you haven't farmed, because you can go through it in god mode now and just kind of kill everything. So I, I went back to um, Stratholm and Skolo, because I'm not a 90, and they're not, you know, Heroic yet. And they brought them down to level 50 instances instead of level 60 instances right. now. So they're level 50 instances working your way through them, and you're cleaning out Stratholm, and you pick up, you know, who knows how many righteous orbs and holy waters and, and all of these healing potions. Things that you And you're looking to... at these mana potions and healing potions that are superior, and you're like, restores 20,000 mana. And you're like... I sneeze that much mana, okay? Right. Yeah, at this point, I do sneeze that much mana. And and I just... It's this... It's, it's the this, nature of the beast. And it's the escalation of the game. Yeah. It's the how do you... Like, what kind of left turn do you have to take 
to make to keep your content compelling well, but not go down that road everything in the game is just this linear increase though so the right. bad guys are stronger by the same percentage we're, we're playing the same game that right. we played at level one right because the things we're going after are comparable to our characters right so it doesn't matter what the numbers are ultimately as long as the percentage difference between you and what you're going after is not too great right it's still fun. You know, and there were there I mean, but there were always bosses and characters that that I wanted to see like has anybody ever killed this boss? Like the whale shark boss in the underwater realm. In, in Vashir. In Vashir. From, from Cataclysm. Has anybody actually Probably. killed killed that giant guy? I don't know. Whenever Blizzard because, puts you know, anything into the game that has like a an, health an, pool, somebody organizes a group and goes and kills it. And an open roaming boss like that. Mm -hmm. Like like boss mob question mark they, question they, mark they still have even at bosses. 85 it's a question mark question mark yeah. boss and you're like damn no some 85 some, I, I and it's question, you, question mark question mark somebody has figured out its health pool and gathered enough firepower to down it and it's it has happened it's and like i should just go and i should just go look it up on the internet and there's, it'll there's be a, there there's a video point. of it somewhere yeah there's, there's a video of it somewhere god no, like I said, it's like Rule 34 for MMOs. <laughs> if it exists in the game, someone has tried to kill it. Someone has killed or it. Or has succeeded yeah, in killing it. Yeah, it's not the try. It has succeeded. So I think that, you know, when we look at MMOs... Yeah, Barry B.A. says, yeah, I might go kill that. <laughs> okay, there you go. Would it drop? <laughs> Did it drop anything interesting? It would have been cool if it dropped something interesting. The sad part is when you organize all together to go kill it, and then it doesn't drop anything interesting. Right, because they never intended it to be a killable thing. Right, right. So you go through all that effort. It's like those sorts of things should drop an orange. A legendary? <laughs> a legendary, yes. Legendary what, though? Legendary ambergris? Legend, no. Legendary shark fin soup? Uh. No, something, something legendary. Well, okay, so sharks, what do you do, right? You cut them open, their bellies are full of all kinds of interesting stuff. So you could have... A legendary anything. Just make it an awesome animation when it dies, right? <laughs> and on that oh, note... Oh, and by the way, it's Shark Week. <laughs> For those of you who weren't paying attention. No, like the last like two weeks ago, I yeah, think, was, shark, was, shark, was week. shark Week. Don't care. So I had, yeah, Shark Week on the brain. All right. So that handily brings us to our next break, which is good because my beverage is needing replacement. My beverage is... is Doing needs, just fine. Just needs to be finished. So it cries for me. <laughs> you are listening to Casually Hardcore Live on alphageekradio.com. Come visit us. We have retooled the uh, forums. You may, if you pay attention to that, uh, I managed to do a little research and found a way to maintain the user groups, so the usernames and passwords, from the original VTW forums and replicate them because I... I been hesitant to try to move the forums because I didn't want to leave behind all the historical data and just basically didn't want to start over from zero. Right. And found a way to cross-link the two forums. So if you go to VTW, you still see us there, but they're now hosted on the Alpha Geek Radio site and you sign in with the exact same username and password that you already created for Versus the World forums. And everything is exactly the same. It just now is where it belongs over on and, the Alpha and Radio And you thought server. about this a lot. 
It was a pain in the butt, actually. Yep. But it was totally worth it. These are the sorts of things that you spend your time on, because darn it, there's a tech problem. I'm going to solve it. It's what I do. Yep. So come over to alphageekradio.com, click on the community link, and you will find our humble forums, including the all-volunteer research thread, and you are encouraged and welcome to participate in that. We'll be getting that during the fourth half of the show. And what? Third half of the show. No, that's right. Third half, third half of the show is research chaos. Fourth half of the show is call-in time. But we didn't give them a call-in topic. No, because I'm an idiot, and we'll think about that during this break. So <laughs> you are listening to Casually Hardcore live on alphageekradio.com. I have, let's see, some Paul and Storm queued up Yay, for you guys. Yay, I a, love Paul and Storm. This is Nugget Man. We'll be back right after this. Title and background music for this production provided courtesy of Sean Beeson, composer for media. Find him on the web at www.seanbeeson.com. That's S-E-A-N-B-E-E-S-O-N.com. Robert C. Baker died on a Monday. We all know his work, although few knew his name. A Cornell professor who taught poultry science Forever enshrined in the Poultry Hall of Fame Eighty-four years worth of food innovation Chicken dogs, turkey dogs, and turkey ham Beyond them all stands Baker's greatest creation For Baker begat Chicken nuggets for man. Oh, nugget man, oh, nugget man. Heading on down to that old promised land. Happy the meals all have been since the day that the nugget man came our way. Robert C. Baker, way back in the 50s. The way children and college kids eat When he invented a way to get breading To adhere much better to raw chicken meat His new method led fast food chains in the 80s To develop and market a new bite-sized snack food Made from mechanically recovered meat and anti-foaming products Reconstituted meat slurry and extra chicken skin for its binding properties Oh Nugget Man, oh Nugget Man Heading on down to that old promised land Guts, feet, and beaks now don't get thrown away Since the Nugget Man came on Burgers is morning with Popeye. The Colonel has arranged a 21 gun salute. The churches are silent, but for Wendy's weeping. And Ronald has hung up his big yellow clown suit. Robert C. Baker's last will was specific that his bones be removed and he be ground up real fine and to place his remains into small cardboard 
fits and bury the pieces six at a time. Researched chaos. Casually Hardcore continues live from the secret mountain lair via the ultra low bandwidth DSL. It's a miracle it works at all, kids. I'm going to slay all of you. I'm going to slay all of you. Yep. Everyone dies slowly. Everyone dies painfully. 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 So, Gwenora. Um, in, in those news realm, Gwenora is uh, tying the knot. Yep, in October. Uh, so, yeah, so all congratulations. And so I was thinking about him, and I was thinking about how long have we been doing this? And I realized that it is... We just passed an anniversary on yes. the 16th, I want to say. Yep, 16th of August was seven, seven years. years. Holy crap, Batman. Seven years we've been doing this. And so I was going back and I was thinking about the early days and I was thinking about Things have changed. thinking about, you know, oh, well, so it's it's what sun. It was Sundays and then it was Saturdays and then it was Monday nights and then it was Thursday it nights was, and then it was all over the damn map. And then it was back to sa Sundays again. And we finally have just stuck with Sundays um, and and the the onboarding and offboarding of 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 co-hosts as they've come around and, Actually, and kind of lasted through the our years. beta test episode was from this very room oh wow i do remember that along that we were sitting along that wall because it was arranged differently then yep but it was we <laughs> yeah. were at the secret mountain there when we did our test and episode. we were and we were auditioning yes we yep. were auditioning for um wow radio. wow radio at the time wc radio and uh yeah before it went tits up um that. yeah I, a phrase i never actually expected to pick up from you but Nonetheless, it actually did leave my mouth right there. And I'm so proud. <laughs> yeah. Proud Papa. I am a proud Papa. Yeah. So this is coming um, along so well. Oh, yes. Um, and then he got up and he turned the fan on and I didn't even have to say anything, Mom. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, like, 
<laughs> that moment. So it is interesting, though, to watch everybody kind of, you know, we're kind of watching that life cycle right now of getting married, people getting, I still have friends getting married, getting married for the first time, getting married for the second time. Yeah, there's that. Um, I have friends going through uh, divorces. We just have all kinds of, of... Circle of life stuff. Yeah, circle of life stuff that's happening. And um, The through line during it all of late has been this. And I had, you know, I had this moment where it was really busy last week. Super busy last week. And I was, I was working to get through Thursday night because I only had one meeting I needed to do at five in the morning on Friday morning. And then if I could get all prepped for it, then there was no worries. And then I was on to the long weekend. Could begin early. And so I was kind of living for that. And I woke up Saturday morning and, you know, I've, I've had this cold I'm fighting. I woke up Saturday morning and I realized in one of those moments that I passed the seventh anniversary of my mother's passing. Right. And I didn't think about her during the day. Mm-hmm. And there was this moment of, oh my God, how did I miss that? How did I forget that? I'm such a terrible human being to not remember. And, and then I realized that, first off, my mom wouldn't be angry at me. No. Um, secondly, it's it's kind of, a, again, a circle of life sort of a thing. And... Um, it was just one of those moments where you realize, oh, okay. So different stage of life. Maybe I'm not mm-hmm. not grieving the way I, I did. So no. it was it was interesting they, to kind they of call it the grieving process for a reason because it changes the, the more time that passes. So it was but it was interesting. That that was kind of my so tangent, sorry, took us off target there. Yep. But you oh, yeah, know, because we're always so good about staying, you know, laser sighted on topic. But I was on thinking show. about those anniversaries, and I had remembered that we started the show, and two weeks later, my mom passed away, mm-hmm. and it was it was a really interesting, just dichotomy. So as I was remembering this anniversary, and I was thinking, but yeah, which led, had that led moment, you to the other one? Well, and I just decided to share on the air, which I don't always do, but yeah, those are the those we, are the moments, right? We miss you, ma. Yeah, love you, ma. Um. So we have research chaos, research chaos, right? We had people who contributed again and fantastically to our threads. And doubly so since we've strung them along for two weeks. Oh, um, thank you, thank you, thank you. So thank you very much and thank you for your patience and tolerance while we've been not on the air that we were supposed to be. Sorry. And contributors this week, or the, these weeks I should say, include MacBit, not to be confused with MacButt, but. my favorite listener to say on the air. Boba Fetish. Boba Fetish. And aid he of the sexy foreign accent, what makes that Please just melt. read the dictionary to me. Please. Just, here's a phone book. No, dictionary. Just start. Aardvark. Aardvark. All the way through to Zebra. <laughs> and, yeah, mix. And the new words that get added. Don't. Don't. <laughs> Certain truthiness to it. Yes, it does. It does have an air of truthiness to <laughs> things, it. Things that get added to the lexicon when you're not looking. So, as usual, our uh, humble thanks go out to the all-volunteer research team for bringing us all the wacky news and fun stuff from the interwebs, including that while we've been away, the firm launch date for the PlayStation 4 has been set for November 15th of this year. 
So Sony has fired the first volley as to, okay, here's here's our street date. PlayStation. PlayStation. And mm. it's a Sony. No, it's a Sega. I don't know. Uh, no, Sega. Sony. So waiting to hear uh, for the street date on the Xbox One or the Xbox 180, depending on who you ask. And the next big round in the console uh, wars. wars. Yeah. Wars such as I, they are. You know, I Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, those those who are into consoles will probably, quite honestly, own all of them anyway, mm-hmm. because they all have positives and negatives associated with them. So it's nice to see a next gen coming out. It's interesting to learn what it's capable of. Well, yeah, that's the big thing. Is as we on this show have predicted, it's so much more than just a gaming console anymore, and they're basically right. going to be TiVo-like DVRs mm-hmm. and streaming content providers. And you know, in the Xbox One's case, you've got the you know spoken word remote control, basically in right. the form of the um, what's the name of their bar, their movement bar. I'm losing my mind. I I'm can't. sorry, honey. I don't know. The Connect. Thank you. Connect. Thanks. Thank Oof. you. Xbox Connect. Yes. Uh, with the so, integrated Connect. Well, but that's not voice. That's haptic. No, that's motion sensing. So now it's both? It, the current version even is. Ha- okay. It has a microphone, and you can use it to control things okay, like Netflix so, and stuff. Yeah, we just, so we've never it's had kind of Xbox, an next-gen so. series. Yeah, I've never had an Xbox Connect, and we haven't had an Xbox since the very, very first, first one. one that went yellow circle or red circle on us, and we said, F you. It had, yeah, it had yeah. The, the original Xbox version of the Red Ring of Death. Right, um, right. So, which was so. basically just because the original ones weren't built particularly well. No, they weren't. The the DVD drives died at an alarming rate, and ours was one of them. So I think that that one of the things that, you know, we again come to this place, okay, so it's all coming together, it's all integrating. All of media in terms of hardware um, and streaming is integrating together. And you look at it and you say, all right, now all of your I.O. is kind of um, integrating together. So we want haptic input. Right. So we want to be able to use gesture. We want to be able to use speech. We want to be able to use the standard keyboard and mouse sort of things. We want to be able to use remotes, you know, as an option. So we kind of want all of our options integrated into the device. We want it now. We want it free. Um, So where's the kind of next, you know, they've played with the next output in the 3D. Which didn't really um, go meh. Anywhere. It still hasn't. It still hasn't. So they're still struggling with kind of the next level of engagement well, we've from talked, an output perspective. We've talked about the second screen, basically a, a tablet mm-hmm. you know, at the same time. And these all the consoles have announced having some kind of tablet extension to them. Right. Um, so what remains to be seen is what the developers do with that. Because right. it already exists. You can already download. You know, Disney's got their... Um, you know, for their major releases on Blu-ray, you can download these enormous apps with tons of extra content on them. Um, and on a tangent, the story I stumbled across the other day, which pissed me off, was... <laughs> I love it when that happens. Oh, the geez. new uh, trend in Hollywood is, oh, we're not going to give you the commentary tracks anymore on the Blu-ray. It's going to be downloadable content, and we're going to charge you extra for it. Congratulations, guys. You've guaranteed that I'm going to get all of my content via streaming and never buy a Blu-ray again because that's what I bought the Blu-ray for was for the bonus content. And now you're taking it away and charging extra for it? Screw you. 
Yeah, you know, I live in that land of, of they're trying to figure out how to make their money, but they would charge more. They would charge fourteen ninety nine for the streaming version, and they would charge twenty four ninety nine for the Blu-ray that also came with a quote-unquote digital copy. Right. But you would get the bonus content with the Blu-ray, so it was worth the extra $10. That's what I was... The, the, and the bonus what, content was what I was buying. Right, exactly. So... You look at that and say, well, okay, so if I'm going to buy a streaming copy now for $14.99 and you're going to charge me 8 bucks for the bonus content, you might still get the bonus content for me, but you're not going to get this Blu-ray sale. Right. Because I'm not going to buy it any other way. So one of the things that I'm still trying to figure out is with all this streaming content, um, I, I still hate the fact that... like. And it's not that I'm worried about pissing Amazon off because I'm not going to piss Amazon off. I don't have any like desire, but it is there is that little itchy in the back of my head that goes, I hate the fact that someone else can just turn off my access to stuff that I've paid for. Yeah, I really hate that. I paid for it. I'm supposed to own it. And their, but you their could, assertion is, no, you're licensing it, and we should have the ability to take it away from you. Right. The books that I've purchased. Right. Yeah. So if I went to a bookstore and I bought a hard copy of that book, exactly. But because I'm not wasting paper mm -hmm. and because I'm doing this electronically, I'm therefore kind of stuck in this. That still bothers me. Bothers me too. The the digital rights issue when mm -hmm. I pay for something bothers me. So that one, the one you're talking about, it's just those little itches that that are like, you know, it's, and I'm not trying to pick a fight. I'm just, it's that erosion mm -hmm. of rights. Well, I mean, you look, at, you look at the, it comes down to give the consumer what they want and you will succeed. Give us what we want at a reasonable price and step three, profit. And it's been shown the before and after piracy rates in regions before streaming services roll out and after every time decrease. Right. Piracy doesn't vanish because there will always be hardcore people who will steal. Right. And you waste a lot of resources and you piss off a lot of legitimate customers when you try and chase down that. Right. Digital rights that, management. Yeah. yeah. Excessive denying, DRM. Denying rights to moviegoers. Um, but reliably, it has been shown every time that piracy rates drop significantly when you give people a reasonably priced paid alternative, they will pay you. Right. And they will stop pirating because it's just easier. I mean, what is easier? Going to the Roku box and loading up Hulu, Netflix, or Amazon streaming? Or finding a torrent, downloading it, burning it to disk? Oh, burn failure. Burn it again. Oh, look, it's a crappy camera copy. It's not a digital copy. It's some idiot at the theater with a camera. Oh, didn't know that until I burned it all the way to DVD. Do over, find a different, you know, and, and just right. all these extra steps. And yes, eventually you do end up with a good digital copy with no you know, piracy warnings at the beginning, no previews and junk and, you know, time wasters before you actually get to the movie. But you had to expend a lot of effort to do that. And most of us are willing to pay our seven ninety nine a month to not have to deal with that. Or if it's a or if it's a special, if it's the you know, the showtime or the HBO and you want to charge me a buck ninety nine an episode. You will get my money. Okay, I'm going to pay you a buck ninety nine an episode to own that, 
you know, right to, to download or view. Right now I'm working my way through Dexter. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd watched Dexter through season two. I'm, I'm working my way into season three now. And I'm, I, you know, it's got like, it's on, they're on like season eight or something like that. And I'm, I'm working my way through catching it. Catching them up. And so, yeah, I'm catching up on it. But that's the, that's the whole point is it's worth the two bucks for me. Well, this actually segues nicely into another one from the research thread is it's from imore.com star trek into darkness beams down three weeks early on itunes yep. so this is a new thing where the streaming service is actually available before the dvds and the blu-rays hit the store right which used to be sacrilege right the life cycle used to be theater pay-per-view mm-hmm. disc right and disc and streaming would release on the same day right and here, they're obviously trying something on to, for size to see, will we get more ult, more revenue ultimately by offering it via iTunes early and get those people who just are jonesing for a hit of it's also Kirk on, and Spock. It's also on Amazon. And then get them to also buy the Blu-ray later or mm-hmm. just you know, see which of them, which technique results well, in greater revenue is probably what they're shooting for. Well, and again... Okay, so they're charging fourteen ninety nine on Amazon for Star Trek Into Darkness. I just looked last night for a standard definition, and I don't have a high-definition device right now. Right. So we're getting standard-definition stuff, because why would I buy high-definition stuff when I don't own a high-definition device? Our, when our last child, you know, yeah. our child destroyed our last HDTV. <laughs> yes. She, she, and, got, she, she has and, a mean and, swing, ladies and, and gentlemen. And when she grows out of mean swinging at things, we'll then we will TV. invest in another expensive television. But right now... No thanks. Well, thankfully, the one we had was not terribly expensive because I knew better, yep. but it was still, you know, 700 bucks I don't want to have to spend again. Right, right. We don't have that. No, we don't. Um, so that's why, we, that's why we're on a tube, a tube TV standard definition yeah. right now because that's all we got, kids. Yeah, the biggest TV in the house is about 15 years old right now. <laughs> it's not older. Still plugging, though. Good old cathode oh, gray tube and it's three-year-old yeah, resistant. CRTV, yeah, it's pretty funny. Um so you watch it and you look at it and you say, okay, so fourteen ninety nine there, it would still be worth it for the bonus footage yep. to go get the Blu-ray, especially for something like Star Trek Into Darkness, where you know their interviews are going to be good, their commentary is going to be good. The homages in that film, just to get a commentary, like, like say, for example, they Point had out a commentary all the, all the stuff track. stuff they have missed. Well, and say, for example, they had a commentary track that was the two Spocks. <laughs> that would be bitching. Now, I doubt they got a Nimoy. No, Nimoy's pretty much fully retired at this point. Yeah. I mean, to pull him out of retirement to do this one at all. Well, a big bag of money doesn't hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Large piles of cash and easy to carry bags. (laughs) Exactly. I got got grandkids to put through college. (laughs) Mr. Nimoy, let's back up the truck here and get the forklift. But so either they need to come up with a solution for providing. DVD-like bonuses via the streaming services, which you've got to know they are working on. Oh, yeah. And that I may actually like better and be willing to pay extra for. Because it may result in me actually ultimately paying less because I'll only feel the need to get the bonus tracks and stuff I'm really passionate about. Right. And and want to know more about. Right. So, you know, anything with a Joss Whedon, you know, Guillermo del Toro... Any of those, I love yeah. to listen to those guys. Those amazing directors, yeah. Uh, Peter Jackson, um, who, mm-hmm. I mean, you've got to look at Peter Jackson as the king of the bonus material. 
because f- during the production he, of the he film, shot twelve hours when it was cutting it down to two. And he's also he was, he was very obviously very mindful of I'm shooting all this extra stuff to become number one the the super duper director's cut, the extended yep. versions. But also, very obviously, they did all kinds of featurettes and stuff that partially were released on the web as promotional mm-hmm. tools, and then many of them became bonus materials. Yep. And others that were shot specifically just to be bonus, bonus materials. materials for yep. the Blu-ray. And because they planned for it, instead of, you look at some of the early bonus materials on older movies, yep. and it's this terrible scavenged crap. Right. Instead of these, this purpose-made, planned, and beautifully executed bonus materials that someone with like Peter Jackson just puts out there for the nerds like us to eat up. Okay, so but Peter Jackson, I, I don't know that who knows this for sure. I mean, he would be able to tell us, of course. But I, I sit there and look at it and say, so did Peter Jackson take the idea of his bonus reels from people like Pixar? Who did bonus tracks? Who actually animated animated bonus yeah. tracks and said, "Here's our blooper reel," yeah, and it's and, the animated awesome. blooper reel, which are awesome. <laughs> and, it, and it's the funniest thing. It's like, hey, does this sock look like it's in the right position? It's the hairy guy from from Monsters Incorporated, right. and he's he's put he's positioning the sock on his chest. Mm-hmm. Is this sock right? It's <laughs> like George the blooper reels. Oh my god, so, so. amazing. In since we're in kind of a Hollywood mode here, another announcement that came and and got uh, the internet fan base knickers in a twist: the announcement of the next actor to play Batman will be Mr. Ben Affleck, Batfleck, and ignite your your Twitter flamestorm. <laughs> Okay, it was absolutely. It, first off, it was hilarious watching Reddit. Oh God! In response Reddit to that was like one, the epicenter of it. Yes, it was hilarious to watch the reactions kind of coil on that and just spread out in this amazing ball of flame. And then you heard like the occasional voice of reason that was kind of my reflection. First off, while I thought it was amusing that we had the concept of who Robin would be if you brought Ben Affleck in, right? You know, to play play Batman. And I thought that was funny. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I'm with the people who say nobody thought that Heath Ledger could play a really good Joker. Right. Remember when that was announced? And he... The Brokeback Mountain dude? And and Patriot guy. And he's so cute. And he's so attractive. And how could he possibly Uh, pay this? This movie's going to suck. Exactly. This guy's going to be terrible. How could you possibly cast him? And he did the most brilliant... Creepy, truly horrifying and terrifying Joker I've ever seen. And it was a brilliant, brilliant performance. And so let's not judge Batman by Daredevil's cover. Right. And the the, the whole joke of, oh, Daredevil's Batman now. Yeah. Great. So let's just leave it alone and hope and pray. You know, we'll not, you know, let's let Green Lantern go aside. (laughs) It's those moments. You hope for the best. Yeah. And the one Reddit that I saw was the cartoon picture that they'd taken where Superman, and it was a cartoon, Mm -hmm. it was a panel pulled from one of the DC ones, where Superman was obviously collapsed back in the, remember the the statue of Mary holding the adult Jesus okay. dead in her arms? In that, so in and that it, pose. In that pose with Wonder Woman holding him. Okay. 
and and it was that all you could see was they just needed his arm thrown across right. his forehead. He, it's my movie, and no one's talking about yep. me. But <laughs> 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 they've really, right, you know, the they've got the, the dying Christ image going it's the on. The Superman there. and Batman movie that this is all for. There's also all kinds of rumored casting of Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad as Lex Luthor, which was then solidly put down. It's like, no, Brian Cranston has not been cast to, to play, play Lex, Lex Luthor. Luthor. Shut up. Oh, well. Well, they, they would want to milk the news cycle on Ben Affleck before they would roll out. Batman right, Hammer. another one, right. yeah. And so but it remains to be to seen. be honest, yeah, you know, I mean, and he'd be he'd probably make a great Lex. Luthor, I think he but, would be an excellent Lex Luthor, um, depending on how he's written. I have to admit, though, I, I that actor is kind of continuously stuck in Malcolm in the Middle for me because <laughs> he played Malcolm's dad right. in Malcolm in the Middle. And oh, no, so I mean, this was a total departure when, for him. When, when he migrated over to Breaking Bad, I was kind of like, I'm, I'm having trouble getting around the fact that you're Malcolm's dad. No, part of, part of the fun was watching the character change from essentially that guy. I mean, when he starts off, he's just high school teacher dork. Right. Now he's something very other. <laughs> very other measures. being a technical term. Um, so What are the criteria on very other? <laughs> That's a pretty extreme example of the breed. Yep. So, uh, so that might be a decent uh, thing to, if you want to call in for the fourth half of the show, is you know what were your reactions to this, and you know, have you stopped caring about these things, or you know, do you still? I will also take game or... recommendations for my son. Ah, yes, and and game recommendations for young special needs kids who love uh, MMOs. Yep. Or MMO like games. Yep. Uh, so any any of the above. Yep. The uh, it's a talking. But yeah, but the the internet uh, crap storm that came out after Affleck, and he's also going to be involved in the writing. Um, he, which is one and of his a, strong suits, and and again, and, I can't complain about that. He's no, not a he's bad. A, he's writer. a strong writer. He's and he's a good director. Argo, it, hello. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it remains to be seen the degree to which he's going to be involved in the production, other than playing the character. Um, yep. and the the point to make is we were really concerned mainly about what kind of a bruce wayne he will be right because once you put the cowl on and and put on your your batman voice as long as it's not steve buscemi, <laughs> buscemi. steve buscemi buscemi he'd be, be awesome okay. you think but the teeth the teeth are all wrong the teeth for batman no sorry that's not billionaire teeth no, you, you, you you exactly <laughs> he, he, would, he would even a british billionaire would have had a little work done and steve <laughs> we love you but damn um yeah, how many, part of his, how many teeth he got in there? It's exactly. part of his character. Though. Oh hell yeah. yeah! It's one of the reasons why he gets the roles he gets and why he he makes. Well, even without bank. that, his face is no. awesome. Yeah. I mean, we, just his eyes alone mm -hmm. that go so down, far down into his cheeks, and the, the just the, the baggy awesomeness mm -hmm. that he's got going on, and and he, and he knows how to use it. Yep. So fix your teeth. <laughs> Distract. <laughs> I remember watching him in Armageddon, going on the big screen. Like, I can't stop staring at his teeth yep. every time he's on screen. This character was hilarious, especially when he went slightly off or completely off the deep end. Uh, right on the on the actual yeah, asteroid, the low gravity environment yep. made him slightly psychotic. I like the I'm not paying taxes ever. ever. Yeah, they, they don't want to yep. pay taxes again, ever. Yep. Hey, if I could negotiate with the feds, that'd be one of the things I negotiate you for. You and all your descendants until the end of time. Yep, exactly. So, so what else we got? Uh, we've got the end of the segment. Oh, are we there already? Yes, we're there already. <laughs> awesome. Wait, we only made it through three things. Pull up at least a fourth thing. Okay. Let's see what else we got from the research. There was one other. 
Well, I mean, the title of the thread this week, the Capture Some Asteroids, What Could Possibly Go Wrong Edition, <laughs> as uh, named by MacBit. And nice. it was named that way because uh, astronomers have found 12 near-Earth asteroids, which could absolutely be harvested using existing rocket technology. Okay. So, and there's already companies that have informed with the idea being we're going to go mine asteroids. Right. But they've gotten to the point where they actually say, this is completely doable and we don't even need to invent you know, the Orion Drive or Ion but, Drive or anything. We could do but, it today. But is what they would come back with worth the trip? Generally speaking, the feeling is yes. Okay, so if they're coming back with super rare materials that we would need, for example, rare earth materials right, rare earth that metals. we would need for, you know, rare, our, rare super, asteroid our super, if we found new materials, mm -hmm. right? We know we haven't filled in the periodic chart. We know it's not complete. It just, it just grew, if we it found, grew, it grew by one this week. Did it? Yep. They haven't named it yet. But okay. It's, it's one, either 115 or 119, I would forget. Probably 119. Um, but that's one of the things. If we can find and fill in new materials, if we can find and, and understand uses, like we had holes, we still have holes in the periodic table where we know an element belongs here, we've ever and we know it, synthesized but it. we've never actually been able to find it. Mm -hmm. um, but just a matter of just a, a huge the, amount of raw materials to mm -hmm. build from without having to dig it out of the ground. Well, and because you, you consider the amount of effort that goes into mining, especially strip mining. Yeah, it's it's, it's a huge. Yeah. I mean, you think you you think about it on the first blush, you think that can't possibly be the you know a rocket and bringing dragging an asteroid back into Earth orbit. I mean, the return on that it. can't possibly. But you consider the amount of energy that is expended to pull stuff out of the ground is equally huge. It's just not as noticeable because it's done over huge swathes of time. It right, takes a hell of a long time. But there's also, I mean, okay, so a couple of things, right? Pulling it back into Earth orbit. How big is it? Mm -hmm. Would it have an impact, gravitational impact, um, on the Earth if you the ones were able looking to at that we can move with our own rockets? No. Okay, Maybe then yes. no. But at the same time, moving the amount of water that we moved onto the the Three River, Three Gorges Dam mm -hmm. changed the actual rotation of the Earth. Measurably. It changed it measurably. It's a tiny fraction. So but... It's a tiny fraction, but it's enough that it changed actually our tilt <gasps> on our warning. axis. It's the Chinese so, fault. Stop. The reality is that, again, you kind of go to that chaos theory and you go to that butterfly oh, effect and you say, let's what will please be the understand unforeseen consequences of what, will, what will be the unforeseen what consequences of What if we actually drop it this? on the planet? Yeah, that could be bad. Well, it depends on how big it is. We've mm -hmm. had large asteroids hit the planet before that weren't extinction level events. Winslow. We got a huge crater outside of Winslow. Oh, meteor crater. Yeah. yeah it was a, it's a tourist attraction. That was a big one. We could build tourist you attractions. Know? Target it. <laughs> oh, God. Just don't target it towards a populated area, please. Um, but I think that there's a lot of cool stuff there. And, yeah, it, to me, it's the as long as what's retrieved makes it worthwhile. That's that's the big question is you know, then what what's the composition and those yeah those twelve asteroids that they've found what is the composition of those I mean, asteroids and... look at so many works of speculative fiction that talk about space travel and they all or not all of them but many of them speculate that there will be a period of time where we kind of colonize the asteroid belt and right. and asteroid belt mining is a thing during a period of time in in human history right because it's Resource. I mean, we're going to deplete the stuff on the planet. We stay, if we live here long enough and keep building at the pace we're building stuff now, we're going to use up the easily gotten stuff here. So looking next door to the asteroid belt makes a lot of sense. Right. 
to me, I just wonder about, okay, you can get the asteroid to orbit. Getting the materials back down to Earth, how cost-effective is that? Or are we going to build the elevator? Well, this here's space the thing. Elevator. We need the materials in order to build a space elevator. Right. So you bring your first few batches down, mm-hmm. right? And is that enough to complete a space elevator? I don't know. There's there's all kinds of things that I look at and say that's, that's just, there's some insanity to it. But again, we started this segment talking about the creative spirit and the, yep. the soul of Ex- the explorer. Exploration, yep. The soul of the explorer. And, and I think this would be part of it. Those, those would be the kinds of souls that would want to go, you know, and say, can I lasso, essentially lasso an asteroid. And drag it back. And Earth. drag it back. Because and, it was there. Because I could. Yeah. Um, and what would be the outcome of that, you know? It's, it's, it's a scary and neat thing altogether. It's the sort of thing that says, you know, we live in interesting times. <laughs> May you live in interesting times. And the interesting time is the end of the segment. So when we return, we'll be taking calls. So warm up your copies of Skype and point them at the GnomeWise account, just G-N-O-M-E-W-I-S-E on Skype. And I'll be waiting for your call. We'll probably get the bearded one on here because he's bound to have opinions on these things. Invariably. Invariably. (laughs) Ah, I see what you did there. Uh, You're listening to Casually Hardcore Live on alphageekradio.com. We'll be back after a little bit of Jonathan Colton. This is Code Monkey. We'll be back. Oh, Code Monkey, one of my favorites. Scott Johnson here from Frog Pants Studios, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio. Code Monkey, get up, get coffee. Code Monkey, go to job. Code Monkey, have boring meeting with boring manager Rob. Rob say Code Monkey, very diligent, but his output stink. His code not functional or elegant. What do Code Monkey think? Code Monkey think maybe manager wanna write goddamn login page himself. Code Monkey not say it out loud. Code Monkey not crazy, just proud. Code Monkey like Fritos. Code Monkey like Tabitha Mountain Dew. Code Monkey very simple man with big warm fuzzy secret heart. Code Monkey like you. Code monkey like you Code monkey hang around at front desk Till your sweater look nice Code monkey offer buy you soda Bring you cup, bring you ice You say no thank you for the soda Cause soda make you fat Anyway you busy with the telephone No time for chat Code Monkey have long walk back to cubicle He sit down, pretend to work Code Monkey not making so straight Code Monkey not feeling so great Code Monkey like Fritos Code Monkey like Tabitha Mountain Dew Code Monkey very simple man Big warm fuzzy secret heart Code Monkey like you Every reason to get out this place 
this job fulfilling and creative way Such a load of crap Code Monkey thinks someday he have everything Even pretty girl like you Code Monkey just waiting for now Code Monkey says someday Somehow Code Monkey like Fritos Code Monkey like Tab and Mountain Dew Code Monkey very simple man Big warm fuzzy secret heart Code Monkey like you Like you. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Nerds with opinions. Casually Hardcore continues live on AlphaGeekRadio.com. Nerds with opinions. We're nerds. You're nerds. We have opinions. We have a nerd on the line. I'm a geek. I have an opinion, too. Yeah, I'm a nerd, matter. too. I'm a nerd and a geek. I can be both. So, oh, bearded nerd of power, uh, you have opinions, I assume. I, I'm an opinion and I have a geek, yeah. <laughs> You're an opinion and you have a geek? Doctor, oh, I, right. I, doctor, I have this growth. Woohoo. Mm -hmm. Oh, is Reginald speaking to us? Hmm. <laughs> I wish. You had a talking, a, talking beard? Bet, what what would bet. he have to say? I don't know, but it'd be extremely charming. <laughs> Okay. Please don't do that again. Hi. Please don't do that again. I'm Barry, and Please. I have a charming beard. Please don't do that again. <laughs> don't ever touch me that way again. <laughs> I'm just wash that, wash that out of me, right? Anyway. So, uh, what did we get wrong in this episode so far, and what have you got strong opinions that you need to voice? Oh, um... This is how you roll, right? Yeah, actually, I fell down a little bit of a rabbit hole when you were talking about looking for another game... Uh, for Nemesis, and I was like, well, why not Disney Infinity? And I'm like, well, what, let's go look at it. And I was looking at the website, and I'm like, oh, man, I kind of want to play this. Yeah. <laughs> well, for those of you who don't know about Disney Infinity, um, it's a figurine-based game. It's very much a clone and uh, direct competitor for Skylanders, mm -hmm. except for with the entire Disney and Pixar cavalcade of characters available Wow. Yeah, we Nemesis can never see that this exists. Why? Because they're 20 bucks a piece, and he's going to want to buy them all. Oh, as long as we buy them one at a time. There's hundreds of them. Can we buy them one at a time? <laughs> like it's, it's a reality. <laughs> that's just what they want us to do. I know, but that's, that's the reality. Oh. It's called Disney Infinity because it's infinite income for them until the end of time. Yes, yes, it was one of their smarter... Moves. Oh, yeah. Apparently, it's it quite awesome. Kind of like, kind of like casting Robin genius. Williams as the genie. Mm, indeed, <laughs> and the genie is one of the figurines you can get. Yeah, that's so. So, so does it look good? It looks amazing. The starter pack you get: Mister Incredible, Jack Sparrow, and Sully from Monsters Inc. as your three starters. They all have separate worlds that they exist in, and one of them is the Candy Crush racing game from uh, Wreck-It Wreck Ralph, Ralph, which has been on our TV quite a lot lately because uh, Arch, Arch Nemesis loves it to death. So does Nemesis. And, and Nemesis, yes. So you can customize different vehicles from all different Disney things. I, I, on the website, there's a picture of Jack Sparrow in a teacup ride, teacup uh, with monster truck wheels on it. Of course, because, because the internet. Um, yeah. Oh so my I'm God. just like, 
okay, that looks awesome. And like, yeah, you can go in there and you race against people and there's what looks like parts where you're playing paintball and shooting paintballs at each other. And you're just like, this is insane. Okay, so Nemesis would definitely enjoy that. It would be well, a complete money hole. You consider the properties that Disney, I mean, yeah. Disney is Marvel now too. So they That's could eventually, true. you know, the X-Men and Fantastic Four could be mm-hmm. showing up in this game too. Tron, yeah. I mean, you want to talk about yeah. a, a wealth of material that they could draw from. A tremendous number of universes too, yeah. yeah. And she I'm thinking back because and it's Disney, it's not going to, even the violent, you it's know, paintballing thing, it's not going to be too the violent. The mouse doesn't have genitals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, that's a quote from Robin Williams yes, there. Yes, it was. <laughs> oh, he, yes, was it he, he was talking about working... When he was, he was just improvising, Jeannie, and sometimes he would get a little blue, and they'd say, uh-uh, it's Disney. Yeah. <laughs> the mouse doesn't have genitals. Yeah, exactly. And actually, that, that was And now you have two of us that you can cut saying that. Of course, yeah. On we top of each other. receiving that one. <laughs> genitals, genitals. Um, that was actually how they recruited Robin William into the role, is they took one of his stand-up routines, and they animated the genie to that voice track and showed it to him. Yep. And he said, okay, I'm in. Yep. If you can actually ca- capture me and mm-hmm. my energy that effectively. So Disney Infinity, what else you got? Bring it on. Um, oh, the Lego games. The Lego console games are really big games. There's a lot to do in those. No, he, lo- he loves them to death. He loves Lego Star Wars, and, and he's got Indiana Lego Jones. Indiana Jones. Um, Have you he, tried he Lego does... City Undercover on the Wii U? No. Nope. Lego City it's, Undercover, okay. It's awesome. It's essentially, uh, you know, like the Indiana Jones games, they just aped everything from the movies. They took uh, the Lego format and just made a Grand Theft Auto game. Oh, God. <laughs> that it's is so amazing. wrong. No, that's a are collision the, of things that should not come together. Are there hookers in it? No. Okay, thank but you, God. it's... It, it's you make you said not... GT you said GTA. Uh, I'm well, like yeah, I'm sorry, but the the only thing that I have about GTA is Cap and a hooker. Cap and a hooker. Yeah, that's right, literally right. the well, only reference not, I have for GTA. It's not the the. It's like saying the, Saints Row to me. Thematic style of GTA, except for the fact that uh, it's about uh, cops and criminals. So, uh, it, it's the game style of GTA. It's an open world sandboxy uh, kind, right. sandboxy game. Right. Uh, as you and you play, and it's all based on the Lego City uh, kits that they've been making since the '80s. You know, so everything's just buildings and cars and fire trucks and police cars and all yeah. This and you, you stuff. consider there's another huge depth of cultural content. I mean, they've got the Lego Movie coming soon, and the trailer for that demonstrates the amount of stuff they have to draw from, because you're seeing all these Lego characters that they've animated, and you're like, I have that set. That's the Batman set, and... Do you know who's playing Batman in the Lego movie? No. Oh, Will God. Arnett. Will Arnett. I have a hard time... Arrested, re- yeah, I'm just having a hard time it. wrapping my head around it, because it didn't sound... Well, he's just doing the voice. Yeah, he was just doing the voice, because it didn't stand out to me as Will Arnett, because he was doing the Batman voice. Well, all of my, all of my pieces of are, are black. And sometimes dark gray. He, yeah, it only comes in black. And sometimes dark, sometimes dark gray. Yeah, but he's the like the voice of he's Chevy Batman, Truck yeah. Month and stuff like that. He does like Chevy commercials. And so, a, yeah. You know, I highly suggest Lego City Undercover. It's an amazing game. In fact, they, there's a level in there. You, you're a cop, and your whole job is to go undercover in these criminal organizations 
to uh, because you know this crime spree or whatever going on, and there's a level in the game that is essentially just uh, Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> God, but done in Lego. Yeah, in Lego. Yeah, they're carving their way out of the prison. No, is is he is he swimming through a river of shit? I mean, come on. <laughs> no, but you you break into the prison to find out more because you can't get because the, the warden's been corrupted and he won't give you any information. So you break in. And, to po- and pose as a criminal, and there's a big riot going on, and you meet this guy named Red, who's essentially uh, Morgan Freeman's character from uh, oh God, and, from Shawshank and Redemption. And he just gives you a bunch of quests in there, and the farther you get in it, you're like, this is just Shawshank Redemption, I'm just doing it. <laughs> but, you know, but you do the Lego quests where you gotta go in here and bunch a bunch of guys, and go build this thing over here, and build this thing over here, and then put them together, and then it makes a ladder, and you can go up to the next level. You know, it's just one of those Lego games, and it's fun. No, Nemesis has become expert at the problem solving, right. to the puzzles in the, in all the games. I mean, he was yeah. Know. And unlike the other games where it's you know now you're Batman and you need to be Robin to fix that set. In this, you're all one guy, and you just change costumes into a different thing. And so now you can become a miner. Uh, after you go to the mine level, you become a miner. So then you can break rocks with a pickaxe. Are they just popping you your head on the different bodies? Because that's a little creepy. It's a Lego thing, well, but Jack Skellington. There you go. <laughs> so, okay, so let me let me confess something here. I just Uh-oh. realized I'm asking all of our listeners for advice about this game, right? Maybe what we should do next with Nemesis, and I realized that I wouldn't ask my own family this question. Well, none of them really have any kind of experience to bring to bear on them. Well, what all I was thinking was the only relative like nephew that I have that's approximately Nemesis's age at age 10 was playing Saints Row 3. Yeah, because his, his father yeah, sucks. Bad parenting. Um, so I realized I would never ask my family this question. Now, there was a great quote from, uh, what was it, Rare, the, the developers who did, who does uh, GTA? Is that Rare? Oh, uh, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's escaping me because you said Rare. Right. No, it's uh, not Blizzard, but something similar to that name. Basically, one one of the developers, Rockstar. Rockstar, thank you. One of the developers from either Rockstar or another one that makes rated M titles was basically saying, "We are adults." They're, they were speaking to the whole controversy about violence and children, mm-hmm. saying, "We are adults. We make games for adults. If you give our games to your children, you are a terrible parent." Right. Not trying to defend their content. Say, we make stuff that we know isn't appropriate for children. We've you're la- the, you're we've the one giving it. Yeah, yeah, we've labeled it that way. And you've decided to give it to your child. That's not on us for making it. Right. That's on you for giving it to your child. It's like giving your child a hit of acid. It's like, what kind of parent does this? A really profoundly bad one. Yep. And yet it's the game industry's fault. Right. Don't get me started. So that was, but that was the thought that I had was I'm asking these people and I trust you guys more. <laughs> I trust yeah. you guys more. And the and very first caller came up with a great idea. Disney Infinity is, I think. Yep. Next oh, there's idea. more. The next uh, big Lego game is Lego Marvel, which is going to be amazing. Nice. Like all kinds of, not, not any one franchise, just all Marvel, Marvel, Marvel stuff. The whole they universe. can you, they can draw every single Marvel character, so you can be Spider Man, the Hulk, the Fantastic Four. Wolverine, I want to be I want to be Go- I want to be Lego Galactus. Can I be Lego, Lego Galactus? Lego Galactus is in the game. He's in the newest trailer. That's awesome. He, <laughs> and he is enormous. 
is Galactus. I want to be Lego Galactus. It's very large. There, you see this uh, shot, you're the Fantastic Four, there must be on some kind of space station, and there is a window, and he, you can see the top of his head, and then uh, he pans, and then you can see his eyes, and then it pans, and then you can see his nose. He's going by this window, this very large window, and he's enormous. Lego Galactus. See, there, there's our alternate title for the episode. It can he either is, be he is on scale with and OJ. that episode of Futurama yeah. where those little guys were living on the back of Bender. Oh yes, Godfellas. That's an that's an awesome episode. That's how big Galactus was in relation to these other Lego people. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh great, okay, Metal so Lord! The, so the Lego Smite someone who deserves it for once. So the <laughs> Lego franchise and uh, and Disney Infinity. Okay, yes. there's a couple Disney of Disney Infinity is available now. I've been. Kind of avoiding looking directly at it because I'm afraid it would suck me in. Now the only other thing, and I that have would to be say, bad because I don't, there's not enough hours in the day as it is. I if got, you do uh, get sucked into it, I did watch a video, uh, maybe on Reddit, about how to power level your characters. Of course, there's power really leveling that, guides for everything. It, of course, there it's is. It's not really that hard. There's apparently there's. Seems a like it would be something mode. that you could do with Nathaniel. Yes, that's exactly what I was, would. I would go there if I can. We tried that with Skylanders, and he was, he's so competitive. Right. He wants to be the one, the one doing it, and so we had to kind of find a way to break through that. And do they have a cooperative play as part of Infinity? I wonder. Oh, I don't know. I don't have that. If, like, they, no, if they have a co-op mode, that would be awesome. Because that would be a foot in the door. For, force you on teams, yeah. Force you to play in teams. Yeah, and or just have it as an option. Um, so where I'm not taking the controller away from him. Right. Where I'm playing with him and and. And you're pursuing the same objective together right. as a team. You know, he'll always want to be out front and oh, let me do it, let me do it, let me do it. That's you know that's where he's always been, and now his little sister is to the I want to do it, I want to do it phase in a big way. Oh she's, my god. She's three and a half now. Oh my god. I want to walk. I want to do it myself. I want to do. She's... She's a brat. Yeah, she's in that phase. I love her. I love her. I love her. I love her. But she's a brat. All children go through this. She's going through it, and she'll get through it, and, and she'll come we, out the other side, hopefully not a brat. And we won't miss it when it's gone. Nope. So. so. On to the Batman subject. I was, oh, I, I was I wondering if you had I an opinion sneak on that. that one past you. <laughs> I don't care about Ben Affleck. Every character in the Batman universe was perfectly cast at one point in time. And has only been downhill since then. And that was when Adam West was Batman. Ah, yes. And Cesar Romero was the Joker. Cesar Romero was a pretty damn good Joker. They peaked at that point in, what, the 60s when that came out? Or the 70s? Roll, 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 roll. Anyway. um, Everything's been downhill since. Some serious onomatopoeia. What I found funny is when I was reading some of these articles, and there was one where they listed the Batman. So they said they went Adam West... Michael Keaton. And... They didn't go back any farther than that? Nope. Because there was a guy who played him before that I can't remember his name. Right. But they, the notable thing was they skipped and they ignored Val Kilmer entirely. Really? Oh, they wow. skipped right over him to Clooney. <laughs> I'm like, someone either really didn't like Kilmer in the role or just didn't do their research very well. Right. In my head, I can't even remember Val Kilmer. I mean, I can picture Val Kilmer's face. And I, think I it was, could just put a tuxedo just, on him and think that must be what he looked like as Bruce Wayne. He had but just I don't the, just the one scenes of him as Bruce Wayne in that movie. He had just the one Bat movie, right? Yeah, just yeah, the one. And that was the Vicky Vale. Not Vicky Vale. Um, no. What's her name? Anyway. Um, 
I don't yeah, even it, it, was, it was it was really forgettable. Um, was it the Catwoman one with, with Michelle Pfeiffer? No, that was Batman Returns. That was, and Ke- that was, that was Keaton. Keaton's second mm-hmm. one. Keaton did the two. And, and then here's, here's another one. Imagine if we had the internet when Michael Keaton was cast as Batman. Oh, my God. Oh, the outcry. Mr. Mom? Yeah, what that, that would have been if we had had... As much internet as we do now. Right. When Michael Keaton but was cast as Batman. Didn't have but inter- we didn't have this We didn't internet. have internet flame wars, and we didn't have Reddit, and we didn't have Ain't It Cool News, and it's not the who I would have cast, therefore it's wrong, and I've just added someone to the call. Who's calling? The Paladin of Ambrosia Hartnett. Agnes what a surprise! Hey. Would you like to get it out of the way now, or wait till the end of the I'd call? I'd love to give a big shout-out to my loving girlfriend, Ambrosia Hartnett. Wouldn't be a full episode without and it. And shout-out so given. Thank you so much. So, do you have opinions about things? I have opinions about a lot of things. Uh, where do you want me to start? Share, uh, share, share. Begin Wherever at the beginning. Like. Go until you finish, and then stop. Uh, okay. Well, uh, I do like to weigh. The, I do like to weigh in on um, the topic you guys were talking about a moment ago about uh, Batman. I'm Batman. In terms of, uh, in terms of the um, uh, when I started watching Batman and how I remember my brother got me to see uh, the the newest incarnation of Batman with the uh, Dark Knight uh, Returns when um, Heath Ledger was. Uh, Joker. I was kind of somewhat like the first one didn't wasn't great, wasn't bad. So Begins was, didn't really grab you though. It was just kind of like yeah, yeah, that was that was an adequate Batman movie from your perspective. It wasn't. I mean, it was better than the one I remember that I first saw, which was the the very first Batman movie I ever saw when I was a wee younger lad was uh was a Batman and Robin with. Uh, oh, I'm so sorry. Ooh. That was your first yeah, experience. Oh. My first introduction to it. Bat that nipples, hurts. bat nipples, and Batman on yeah, ice. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, so that's like, not... okay, the bar was pretty low at that point. So that's when I went to see. <laughs> so Batman it was definitely Returns. begins was a step up for you. Exactly, but uh, I remember my brother uh, was telling, was saying throughout the whole thing when they announced who the Joker was, Heath Ledger. He's like, he doesn't really like that actor, you know. None of the things he's 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 done, in his opinion, was that good. So he didn't really want. It. He loved Joker. From Adam West days and from the uh, original Batman yeah, movie, yeah. Cesar, Cesar Romero and Jack Nicholson both had great yeah. takes on the role. Exactly. By the so, way, Batman the movie is on Netflix right now. Yes, it is. You can stream it. Sometimes, some days you Keaton? just can't get rid no. of a bomb. No. Adam West. <laughs> Adam West. This is okay. the '60s era Batman. The '60s movie. Batman. And it's movie. awesome because the cover art for the movie looks totally boss. And the movie is not. The movie's <laughs> awesome! It's awesome in a campy 60s, holy crap, they actually filmed this kind of a way. But oh. it's Adam West, so you can't get mad at it. Really. No, but you can't. Adam and, West, they gotta, they gotta get him in. And the villains team up at, and, and for one time as one group to try to fight Batman. But this is, this is one of those things, too, where you watch movies from that era and even further back, and you watch the evolution of both acting and special effects and storytelling and yep. all of these things as it comes up, and you realize that you know, you're watching movies like Cleopatra, and you're watching movies like um, you know, the 50s Cecil B. DeMille and the epics. Stereoscope and, 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 or the huge yeah, Cinemascope movies, Lawrence of Arabia, the, the scale of Ben-Hur. Those, Ben-Hur, right? And, and, and you, the acting is they hadn't figured out method it's, acting. They weren't trying to act like regular people. They thought right. acting was this different way of being. And 
It was, William it, Shatner it was, was William right Shatner. at home there, yeah. and and, and <laughs> you see that, Shatner, as you were saying that, and you see that, and you see that in the in, all the way through in the '60s and in those Batman, in that incarnation yeah. of Batman, realism as came later, and then really you uh, start no, to see really. that realism came with Easy Rider, and that was in the '60s. True, that was the period of time where there was overlap, though, and they and they were starting. That's just it: is they were starting to experiment, and they were starting to say there is this new piece. That, that's coming along, so how can we look at that? So when you call up and you say, it's campy and it's this, and all I can think is, you know, I'm sorry, and I know that it's not the epitomes, but we've got two films 180 degrees from each other yep. in the 1960s that I always think of of 1960s movies. One is North by Northwest. Okay. Hitchcock. And the other one is Barbarella. Not, <laughs> not Hitchcock. And they are so, uh... But they are so the epitome of the 1960s. Yeah. Well, basically, Barbarella, same kind of source material that gave us Barbarella, gave us Fifth Element. Right. They're both derived from French, French comic books. Comic books, yep. So that you can see the wildly different directions you can take that kind of material and the two different eras that, that created them. them. Yeah. Uh, just a quick tangent from uh, Twitter. Boba Fetish tweets, Iolite, I love your mantra. I love her. I love her. I love her. She's a brat. I do. I love her to, to tears. I love her to the end of time. I can't wait for her to be through this phase. Yep. I'm really going to be excited when she starts behaving like a human being. What a concept. <laughs> you can only hope. You should have but, uh, all parents what, hope. What I, what I was thinking of real fast, though, when uh, I like was mentioning all those old movies and how they uh, how they're classics and stuff, I, all I could think of was like, oh God, it's that episode of uh, South Park where they take old movies and redo it and with uh, with walkie talkies and Ewoks, and it's better. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, when they're we're talking about the, the editing and the changing of the source material, not reshooting, not remaking, but re-editing. But the modern version of Cecil B. DeMille mm -hmm. is Lord of the Rings. Yes, and you don't need. 5,000 extras to film it now is the right. big difference. 100% the same concept. Right. The true epic story, the adventure, the battles. Yeah, the Battle of, of Helm's yeah. Deep. But With all the people that live in New Zealand, though, and the, how many, and the percentage of them that have been in the movie, they're probably up to 5,000 people that have been in that movie. Those right, but now. not in the same shot. You look at the, well, the, that's the processions into um, Rome from right. Cleopatra. Yeah where you have 7,000 extras organized in one shot. And they were probably using one of those uh, cone uh, megaphones. Yes. Not the electric kind. Roar, just roar, roar, shout roar, into the roar. end of this, you know, like a cheerleader. One, hey. two, three. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, but also, and then today, instead, now they have, you know, software, massive, that they mm -hmm. developed to do those huge battle scenes, and you don't need 7,000 extras. And you get this, but you get the same effect of scale, with the added bonus of you can have non-human actors, right. so you can do it, you know, with you know, the bugs, the, the, bugs, the bugs from uh, Starship Troopers. Yep, um, exactly. And Nightmare. for another callback, sort of back to something we were just talking about, the scene in the first part of Lego Lord of the Rings, you actually get to play in the prologue and fight Sauron in like the previous, the old war of the first War of the Ring or whatever. Awesome, it's awesome. So, Agrius, did you have any, you, you were talking about Batman, and I don't think you finished your opinion. Yeah. And I want to hear oh, that, and then I wanted to up. hear about, I wanted to hear about the, if you had any game recommendations, too. 
I don't really have any game recommendations okay. uh, right now. Everything I've been playing or um, want to play is pretty much the same. Okay. Uh, nothing very child friendly, so don't. <laughs> have uh, right. we'll, we we'll stay away from those then. <laughs> we make games exactly. for adults. We are not going to well, be. We will not I, be that parent. The most recent thing I played. Um, Here, honey, I, play the, Walking the, Dead. New that I finished was uh, I actually sent in a, a review to it to show X was uh, Saints Row Four. So yeah. Not Nemesis approved. No, no. Exactly. Arch Nemesis could rock it, but not no. no. <laughs> yes, my three-year-old would certainly not be scarred by that. I'm a bad parent. <laughs> All right. That brings us handily to the end of the show. So thank you very much for calling in, guys. Uh, always always us. awesome talking to you. And I'm going to kick you to the curb, though, because it's time to end. And on that bombshell, it's time to end. That's my Jeremy Clarkson. My really bad Jeremy Clarkson. Yeah, sounded a little bit more like uh, um, Cleese. John Cleese. John Cleese than Clarkson. More Cleese than Clarkson. I'll, I'll own that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've there, spent there's... a longer time admiring Cleese, so. Yeah, Clarkson's a, a more recent arrival in my life, but I digress. All right, you have been listening to Casually Hardcore live on Alpha Geek Radio. There's a couple hours of your life you just ain't getting back. They're not coming back. They're done. You've invested them at this point. Again, want to take a moment to thank all the people who took uh, the time and the money to donate to our not insignificant request for replacement gear. Thank you. And just knocked me over with your generosity and looking forward to uh, bringing you more and hopefully better content for years to come uh, using the sexy new gear. So we'll work out the details. I'll wait for whatever bureaucratic processes have to happen over at Indiegogo for the funds to actually transfer from them to us. Then I'll contact our guy over at uh, Doghouse Systems. We'll find the, we'll get the video production software and the cameras and I'll get some training and see what we can come up with. But at the bare minimum, we'll have a reliable broadcast rig for just to continue the audio because this this poor baby I'm, I'm kind of impressed that it's didn't uh spontaneously reboot this week like it has the last couple times it's it's pretty hot right now I can yeah tell. it's the fans it's, training let's, it's gonna let the smoke out let's, let's hopefully wait soon. wait until its replacement arrives and then all shall be yep. well and the joys of i get to work out getting sam broadcaster working with windows 8 and whether or not that's even possible and <sighs> welcome to my world but hey it's what we do Thank you for taking the time to download us and listen to us and for the hardcore listeners live because, you know, they're better than everyone else. I think so. We will be back next week, same bat time, same bat channel, with reports from PAX Prime. Oh, yeah. I'm Grail. totally going to be eating that up. Grail and Daxa will be returning uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. Tuesday. With all their stories. Yep. Cannot wait. And again, go to alphageekradio.com and you can subscribe to the Alpha Geek uh, interviews feed which is where their interviews will be posted and they'll be on the front page there as well you can find us on Facebook just do a search for Casually Hardcore we are also on Google Plus search for Alpha Geek Radio on Twitter you can find us as Hardcore Casuals for the show Alpha Geek Radio for the network Gnomewise for me Iolite underscore CH for her and where else can you find us? You can find us on TuneIn.com, uh, added us recently. And the most useful thing of that is it's one of the few that supports Windows Phone for mobile streaming. 
So if you did not have, because apparently there's a, a dearth of Shoutcast clients for Windows Mobile 8, and Listen uh, or TuneIn.com does support uh, our streaming. So if you need to listen while you're on the go and you have a Windows 8 phone, try the TuneIn.com app and you should be able to listen to the live stream now. Other than that, we have apps for iOS and Android right on our front page. Download them. You can get the episodes through them as well as listening live in both cases uh, with varying degrees of success on different versions of Android. But hey, that's the world we live in. <laughs> yay, yay, fragmentation. I have been Gnomewise. I've been Iolite. And we are out of here. Bye. Bye-bye, radio people.